Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our you instant reaction review. I don't know. My headphones don't work that great right now. I can't. Either. I can't hear you in my head. I at can all. hear you totally. Yeah, I can't hear you at all. But we'll we'll figure it out. I wonder if we can hear me on the on the air. I don't know. Uh, Hi, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it was working good a few Here minutes ago. Here come the great technical problems. Am I up through on there? I don't know if I am. <laughs> Wait. All right. I can something. hear you. No, I can hear you. Yeah, I think you are. I think I can hear you. You don't know. Well, I've got headphones on. I'm listening to you right next to me. So, you had some button that you pushed a minute ago that worked real well, but... Great. I could talk about the Oscars, see if anyone is in our Oscar pool. I actually wonder if anybody is in an Oscar pool. Uh, are you in an Oscar pool? Am I coming through on there? Uh, I can't tell. I can't either. I don't know. We'll just have to do this. You want to share a mic? Yeah, I'm not coming through on my headphones either. Yeah, I don't I don't hear anything from you. I'm actually in uh, one long-standing Oscar pool, and that's with um, some friends that I've been doing this with for like God, since we and we were we were the type of kids that loved films even when we were. Now I can't hear myself at all. You can't hear yourself. No, we were. You've got a million buttons, and whatever you did changed things for the negative. This is great. We were we were these kids who always loved movies and and books, and we were just like story nerds. So we were always doing Oscar pools and betting when we were like fifteen. Even though all we would do at that point was uh, we would just be voting for whoever we thought our favorite film was versus who we thought would win. And that's the secret to an Oscar pool anyway. Hello? (laughs) Nothing. The the, the big secret that took us so long to figure out. And I will say I figured out faster than others, which is why I started winning the pools more. Okay. That was my greatest fear. Just static in my ear. Is that no good? Nothing. Um, I mean, darn. Yeah, right. Curse-free zone until you get your headphones on. The the trick is to not vote for what you want to win, but to vote what actually will win, what you think the Academy will will recognize based on the gear and who's playing what historical figure. Hey, that sounds a little better. Not a whole lot, but a bit. Um, and it took a long time to figure that out because really what you want to do is kind of like when you're betting on the track, if you ever go out and you're betting on the track where you bet the race, the horse that sounds like it should win or sounds like somebody that you know instead. I don't think that changed anything. Hello? Hello? I don't either. I don't know what to do with the microphone now. Hmm. We can share one. My mic might be dead. <clears throat> That's okay. Go ahead with your cool story. My cool story. I'm just trying to ramble babble so you can get your buttons fixed. But um, So anyway, yeah, the answer to that is I am in uh, two Oscar pools. One is just kind of after the fact, kind of, oh, we should do this, and then everyone never fills out their ballot and never does any fun for it. That's it. Now I hear me. So do that to your mic, and I'm sure I can hear you because now I hear everything perfectly. I thought that was my mic. There you are. Whatever you did, you fixed it. <laughs> I, well, I you the, broke it first, but now right. you fixed it. I think it. the mics were switched around there, and, and that's why. I was trying to mess with my mic, and the mics are switched now. So I was messing with your mic when I was trying to fix my mic. Right. You with me? No, but anyway. Thanks for uh Yeah, so hello, everybody. <laughs> so you don't do any Oscar pool stuff? I don't really, no. You're not going to be in my big one. Well, see, and it's the fun part because you don't just do it for the fun of it. You have to put something on the line. You have to bet in an Oscar pool. Right. And you're a gambling man. Well, yes, I am. But, uh, no, you know, you're going in. The thing with Oscar pools is actually I get lost, really, on the what I want to win versus what I think is going to win. Right. Like, you know, I just – I do. There are are points – 
that I get to where I just don't want to know what's actually going to win. Right, I, yeah. I don't want to Because in your heart of hearts, this was the best film of the year. Or Right. I don't want right. to commit to the fact that this is actually going to win by I, predicting that it will win. Well, the soft pool that I'm in with just a bunch of people who never – they want to do it because they love – saying to other people they're doing it. I have to turn right. that off, too. But they never really fill out a ballot or they never really pay or put in or whatever it is. Those people don't do anything. But the group that I've done it with for years and years and years, we'll submit our ballot to, like, the. we'll put it all, email it to each other so you all know what you've got so that there's, like, the honor system. We don't trust anybody. But also, like, underneath it, I'll always put, like, this is going to win, but this is what I wanted to win. Right. And... Even that way, it's a bit like hedging your bet because if I wanted Argo to win and Lincoln does, I can be like, well, I still probably got it right one way or the other. Right. I can always claim being awesome. So yeah, well, it should so, be on our Oscar point. <laughs> yeah, sure. So now that the all right, uh, let's start the show. Now that the, the filler story is over, oh, that's what you get. Uh, I'm gonna just completely start over. Hello, okay. everybody. Like that, and welcome to Are You Instant Reaction Review. This week, we're doing Beautiful Creatures. Um, I am your host, com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And, you know, it's funny because it's not even – it's a it's a kind of a weird technical snafu that we had there, but it, it's better than what almost happened because <laughs> – yeah. The last two days, actually, you know, it's been sort of blizzardy, and yeah. the internet has been like in and out here. So, right. So since, we could since go, we're going through Blog Talk Radio and we're online doing this, we it could almost have, was ugly. Yeah. Yesterday, I had a couple of hours where I had no internet access. So I was just sitting there going, "Really? Right? This, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> we're going to have to go on location to my studio for a while." <laughs> Right, quick, find some. Well, we could go. So we're going to go zero dark thirty in a minute. <laughs> right, we could just exactly. totally be like. That could happen. That'd be fun. That was a pretty good sound effect, though. If only we had like we one of them little soundboard boxes, those, right? With, yeah, I want to get that. I want to have like a soundboard and just start doing like weird things. And I, yeah, that would be cool. But you gotta have to but, take that away from me. I would right. just be bleeping and everything. Yeah, that's uh, down the road in our. <laughs> that's down the, That's when we go video schedule. When we start having right. video feeds. Yeah, that would be great. Actually, I was thinking about doing that. I don't know if we've talked about that on the show, but I was well, I've been thinking about doing that, having like the video You and I talked about version it, but of it. not on not on the air. Right, just because you could go, Okay, here's the trailer or here's the right. clip and you know, you could do other things and I'm like, But every other second that you're not doing that, it's seriously, it's just sitting there staring at you. Well there's so many shows. Not that, that there aren't a ton of shows say, that do that. Tons of shows do that and they're not all just news shows, they're just Captain I shows still and just think it's weird. It is I, I weird, but you'd get used to it. Right. You'd get used to it. Anyway, um, actually, I was thinking of this yeah, last week when we did the show. As soon as we do that, right, then the soundboard is coming. Well, when we, did the, when we did the show, like, maybe it wasn't last week, it was the week before, I was thinking, mm-hmm. I was, like, watching you kind of curiously to think of, like, if we were being broadcast right now, you're not really picking your nose or anything. <laughs> you're not getting up and walking away. Right. I mean, it, it could there happen. are times where things come into the background here, but... I was kind of aware of like what it would be like if we were being, you know, filmed at this, this point. Is, this this is a live is the feed. most babbling show that I think we've done. I yeah. think we've done. we cannot get off track. All when right, stuff. Here we go. When stuff throws us off, man, it is all over. Beautiful creatures. So, yeah, beautiful creatures. I did want to say um, a couple quick things. Um, the chat room's open. You, you know, we're Come open to, to callers. We did actually get a few emails last week. Really? Yeah. How were they? <laughs> they were great. I never get to see them. And, uh, you know, if you listen to the show, then, you know, you're awesome if you listen to us every week. Right. If you listen to the show last week, you'll understand these <laughs> these emails. I'm not going to say anything, like, really specific that happened right. in the, that was said in these emails. But we, we got several emails of basically, you know, the gist of all of them was – is there any way you could cut people off earlier, maybe? Okay. Well, and I understand what that means. And, and you know. And, and I, yes. I just have to yeah. say, uh, one of them even, we got one email that kind of, you know, leaned a different way a little bit that was kind of like, you know, you're being mean to not cut people off earlier. There is and a sense I could that. kind of see yeah. the point of that. There is. But I just, I have to tell you, I just was like mesmerized. 
Yeah, we were. I mean, we were it was almost aware. like suddenly right. I was hypnotized, and, right. and I just couldn't move. Even that everybody, was... yeah, everybody has to kind of go through stuff. Well, in a way, in a, in a parallel kind of way, you know, having the computer difficulty like we did right now, we get through it, we fix it, and then the next time one of our mics is dead, we'll know more how to fix it quicker. Right. That probably won't happen the same way ever again. And partially because we were both just kind of trapped in like, well, now that's kind of interesting. Right. But to remember that if we I were in front I of was lost. Well, to remember Completely. that, you know, it's not just a conversation with you and I or the third person, that there are other people there and they want to listen to more of us. Right. We'll say that's it. Yeah. More of us. So, right. yeah, that will less likely happen again. Yeah, and... but I, I just thought it was great that we got emails. Well, it is, and that is cool. And, and the flip side of that is if somebody calls in, and we've had callers before do that, where they were talking on topic numerously about other things, and we the conversation just kind of kept going. Right. But then at some point it's got to stop and because we've got to finish right, what we want to do. Spirals out of control. And that's yeah. the price that you get for calling in. If you call in, we're absolutely happy to hear you. We're absolutely happy to talk to you. But we're absolutely unable to keep talking to you. Right. You know, that's what depending on what, what you're talking about. Right. But so. yeah. um, okay, so moving on from that, this is one of those weeks in that we've had plenty of babble already. So all right. I'm going to say this, this week is that there is a contest we have going. And this is one I'm in the mood this week to not sell it very much. Okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> and that, right. that will fluctuate. But uh, you yeah. can. You can win every movie that we reviewed this year on the show on Blu-ray. And how you do that is all spelled out. If you go to com, there's a great big button there that says win every movie we review. And then go there and you'll – Do what it says. You will find out yeah. what you have to do. But that is like a whopping pack of Blu-rays. And like we said – like we said initially, you know, it's like as soon as it comes out, then we will right. be shipping it your way. We're not going to just, you know, stockpile them all for a year or something and then send you one mass. Right. As they come out, you will get them. So check that out at the website. And let's just move on to Beautiful Creatures yeah. and, and get into it. So now <laughs> here's the thing. I I also don't like to misrepresent things to people and because of the last two days of kind of internet shakiness and blizzard and everything, yeah. we don't really have uh, the interview clips that I was going to play. I was going to no. get stuff up and online and everything. I was just looking, I see Jude Law and a Channing, Channing Tatum thing, and I'm like, we what have, is this? We have a Beautiful Creatures clip, but I played it last week already. It's the director right. just basically explaining the story. Right. And which is kind of weird because you're tuning in and going, hey, I really want to know everything about Beautiful Creatures. And then we go, well, we already played that. So. But <laughs> right. I don't want to just play it again. That would be right. that you're, would be crazy. You, you put he, us in a weird hole. That's right. I messed that up completely. No, right. If we had a producer. <laughs> Hi, Daisy. Hi, Daisy. <laughs> so the dog There's makes a pony. It There's a pony yeah. here. Um, so Beautiful Creatures is, um, as probably everyone knows, it's this whole caster witch kind of thing, and it's the uh, kid in the small town, and it's like the it, it's like by definition the smallest town in the universe right. or something. I right. mean, at least that's the way they're selling it to you. Right. Like it's so small that you know they don't even get movies at the theater right. until they're out on DVD already right. or stuff. I mean, it's. As the movie opens, they go on and on about every different way this could be the smallest town, yeah. and yet have a couple of people there, right. at least, right. or you know, be big enough to have right. a high school or yeah. whatever. So it's a horribly small town, and everyone wants to get out of it. And the girl shows up, who is the niece or, or whatever yep. of the of the crazy, scary man in the big house at right. the edge of town or whatever, and it's it's all. Who in part kind of founded the whole town it's and, all, and and owns most of it anyway, right. and it's all in in a certain sense, you know, so cliche that it's well, it, it, yeah. It, when they're explaining it at the beginning, it's all a, a little Scooby Doo kind of, but yeah. you know, because it's the it's the creepy house and it's just the, it's the new right, and it's the guy that no one ever sees. He's he's the recluse, but all of a sudden now he's everywhere. Right, like, there's a there's a he's, few things. He's that, he's like no one's ever no one has seen him in 
God knows how long, except that everybody is sure of the fact that he's a Satanist or right. whatever it is. And when he shows up, everyone recognizes and, him. So. And not only that, <laughs> well, like, well, we've right. never seen this guy, but hey, that's him. And not only that, but obviously we're going to have the you know super religious. Right, you know, people in town are the most religious person in town. Her son is clearly going to be best friends with the guy right. who's, right. you know, falls for the falls for the girl and everything. And it all comes to this whole thing about, you know, it, there's a like a convoluted mythos going on that never really gets very explained. Yeah, which I thought was sort of good and bad, like. Yeah. On the one hand, I'm like, I don't want them to just be droning on and on about a bunch of, you know, stuff. Right. But on the other hand, it was like, I don't know. They could have had a little bit more. There's something about, you know, female witches when they turn 16, they either get taken by the dark or the light, which means something very different than I thought it was going to mean in the trailer. What do you think it meant? Well, you know, the way it, <clears throat> the way it plays out in the movie, it's sort of some... It's some kind of, I don't know, the moon and magical forces of their own are just involved, and it's like darkness just sort of takes you over right. or something. Right. Wait, Which, I, I don't, that's not what I thought the trailer was trying to tell me, I yeah. guess. I I mean, she has she has her cousin who mm-hmm. who turned dark right. and is clearly very weird and evilish, right? And right. her mom is, you know, the chief evil thing there is. Right. Which also was a little weird, but made for interesting uh acting. Right. For Emma Thompson. <laughs> yeah. Which was which quite frankly I don't think she did that great. But You didn't really like Emma Thompson? I didn't like her in uh, the I mean, uh, obviously in this uh, right. wholly, but I, right. I didn't like her that much in uh the scene <laughs> where she kind of shows up at the church or the meeting wow. or whatever, yeah. and oh, no kidding. and she just starts acting really silly. Yeah, and I feel like that scene could work, mm-hmm. and she actually just oh, didn't do weird. it that well. I I just thought she was well. She's almost kind of trying too hard or yeah. something. She's got a bigger scene, you know, near the climax, and that was the one I didn't like. Actually, right. I, well, we'll get to it. I did. I, did, it, I didn't. I didn't love that one either, but I, I just like that one. I just felt like in both of those big moments, you know, she's got plenty of other time on screen where she's just right. the, uh, you know, where she's just the holy roller lady, whatever. Right. But then there are a couple scenes during the movie where it's actually evil mom right. takes over her body or right. whatever, right? Right. And I don't know. I just didn't. I just didn't love her in those. Mm. She just. I felt like she was really getting a little corny almost yeah. and overdoing it or something. Mm. I don't know. I feel like you know it's really. It, That's it, not bad. I mean, it I can could see just it, but... be like, you know, I don't know. Emma Thompson does a lot of various things, mm-hmm. and even um, you know she did like the nanny McPhee and that thing, and then. You know, yeah. she does like obviously she does the huge roles, the really really serious stuff and everything, and then you do something like Nanny McPhee and it's lighter, right. I guess, but it's still kind of a serious ish role. Yeah. It's just right. like, it's like family, right? And this really was kind of a, a goofy kind of act that she had to do, and I just don't know if it's really in her wheelhouse, yeah, to act silly like. Right. Like you're crazy, right. silly, right. and I don't know. I just didn't think that she sold it very well. But well, the movie, the movie is really just another, um, like a bridging point. We've got so many. It just this is such a weird month for us. Like I feel like every film that we've been seeing lately is my girlfriend or boyfriend is a a witch or a wizard or a zombie or a vampire or a All of werewolf together, or, or an alien. Or, right. You know. And our our love can't be you know fulfilled because our parents hate each other or killed each other or right. sworn mortal enemies. I mean, it's almost like this. It's almost like just this Mad Lib game that you just erase and then put a new thing in. That, that's, you know, that's the month. This is kind of like you know, and this yeah, and this is in a way kind of like Warm Bodies, which is it's it's a it's a supernatural teen romance. 
you know, when it's geared towards the young adult Twilight kind of zone. And it's certainly set up to fill in the gaps, which, you know, are there for people to get really interested in stuff. It's got a, a the the main character. You would argue it's told from the guy's point of view. Right. You know, and it's his. And again, this film starts off just like Warm Bodies did. You know, he's going through like his day, he's his week, his feeling, everything, and everything's right. an internal monologue about his life, his time, his his ambitions, and all of these things. And then, as you said, you know, there is the stranger that appears, and it's this young girl who's in his class, and everyone thinks she's awkward and which, weird and gothy, and she's not really gothy, it, but which makes it go through a lot of that time very similar to Twilight, right? You know, you're and, you're in school, and it's the yeah. new person shows up at and school, or whatever, it's and the then vehicle, we're running through that game. If it's the audience that you're going for, which is the young adult audience, this is the arena that all of this stuff has to happen in. Right. Now that we're older and out of it, we get always dragged back to high school, you know, for these stories. But that's that's the battleground. That's where all this stuff is always going to happen. So he encounters Lena. Ethan is the Ethan is the character. He encounters Lena, who's the new girl, but everyone's like knows she's from a bad family and they all suspect that they're Satanists and they throw it around like just well, nothing. Like she's a Yankee. Well you know, and, like all oh, my mom says the, they're all Satanists and it, nobody like it, it's theoretically right. It's theoretically it's so funny. this uh that is actually it's just like the weirdest I didn't thing. I kinda didn't even really think of that because they kinda sell you that, I think, that this really, you know, Bible Belt yeah. kind of massively religious <laughs> I don't know, Nook, viewpoint oh, yeah. or whatever, is really like where we are. Right. Like yeah. it's saying things that are hugely religious like that or or saying, you know, negative things about people <laughs> because of their religion or something right. is not anything that's going to surprise people. Like later on, at one point in the film, a little ways down the road in the film, there's this part where all of a sudden, you know, the lightning is striking this one spot and all these people turn up. Yeah. And it's, there's like a lot of people there, right? Considering the size of considering the town, right, right? Right. And and what it is is lightning apparently keeps striking this hill on the spot yeah. for you know every day since Lena like showed Shows up or up. whatever. Yeah. So basically, like what happened is somebody said, you know, oh look, it's like proof that they're the devil or something, right? Right. And a bunch of people showed up, right? And right. you know that's the town you're in. So yeah. It's right. not like word traveled and everyone went, I'm yeah. sorry, what's going on? Yeah. You know, it's like, that's right. just where we that's are. Where we are. If you, especially, you know, obviously the, the main two bad guy, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> bad guy girls right. of high school, yeah. right? They, that's like the new being a cheerleader for them or whatever. Right. I mean, the that's, two mean girls. So. That's their, yeah. right. That's their juice of yeah. mean girlness is that, you know, they're more holy than you or right. whatever, right. which, you know, I mean, you could go into a whole sure. long thing sure. there, but that's their play on being cooler than everyone else is that they're more religious and everything. Right. So they're throwing that around all over the place. All over. Yeah. And you got to think that. As odd as that is when she says lots of things, like for one thing, he tells you at the beginning that it's like they they have all these banned books because right. the library has more banned books than books. Books, yeah. And so you know that even though she just turned up and we're spewing all this stuff about Satanists and, and all that, right. there was something else a month ago. Right, and it just wasn't actually right a, a witch. Yeah. It was just whatever we Something. were mad at that day yeah. is now the devil, or should be banned, or sure. is, you know whatever. Right. Holy if, there's a, if there's a drought, then it's right. It's, 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 it's not. You know. It's not new to the town right. for people to be saying stuff like right. that. Right. Well, he he, and at that point, then the the teen romance stuff kicks off because he is drawn to her because she's not like everyone around him. He's getting to the point as a junior, he's getting ready to leave and go to and, college, and, and because he's been having the weird dreams, and he's got weird dreams, which you know, all of these things kind of complicate into, you know, your new version of Romeo and Juliet, which is right. you know, she's very distant because she's got a secret. He really wants to get to know her because he's really interested in her. She's got family that knows her secret and they have secrets and, and they're powerful and, and they her tell dad him to leave him alone. Is, uh, Jeremy Irons. Uncle. Uncle. Uncle right, Macon, right. right. And um and you know, <laughs> he is very serious. Right. Right. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. And he is curious thing, which does not 
we don't get a lot of detail about this, which I almost kind of wish we did, but he used to be uh, bad. Right. He, he used, used to be, be dark. an evil person. Mis- yeah. And oh, now he hated that part. Now he's changed to he's good. Right. They because made, he wants to help her. Right. They whatever. said that he can control it because he's making a choice to help her, hopefully to be on the light side of things. Well, I think the theory is that he can choose because he's a guy. I guess what that's they're trying the to sell thing. you right. on. Right. Right. It's like guys can do whatever they want and pick. Right. Which is kind of another thing where the trailer just kind of, I guess, did not set me up in the not way all, that it, it yeah. ought to have because right. it's like apparently as we get through it, right, guys, and you know, these are based on books, which right. I've heard are good. I, I'll tell you something about that after. So I, I've heard from people that these are pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they're you, they're still like young adultish, right? You know, whatever. Yeah. They're not. No, it's not dumbed but, down or anything. It's this right. is the same subject and the um, same type. But supposedly they're pretty good, yeah. and and that's like from people who don't think the Twilight books are good. Because I was going to say, so, I've so heard some people. Not if, like if you talk to a Twilight fan, they'd be like, these <clears throat> Twilight books are really good, right? Right. Because you know they love them, so of course they're going to be behind them, right? But. No. Uh, what I just think is weird, especially when we get no explanation, and and a lot of times not having the explanation works really well in movies, I think, where you just go, look, this is how it is. Take it and go with it. Right. And when you're in that world, people would not keep talking about it all the time. Right. They just know it. So right. you just move on. And a yeah. lot of times that works. In this case, I'm actually a little bit confused about the whole guy-girl thing. Yeah. Because the girls apparently – the forces that be or whatever mm-hmm. just know your true nature. Right. And what you're capable of and, and what you're going to do. And when and, you're 16, right. it's almost like you just get taken over. Right. And you, you're you only kind of yourself anymore. Right. You're like a – you're a different person. But guys, they apparently can just do whatever they want. Yeah. They just – Because their nature is going to be whatever they, they want. They never you know? have a right. – right. That's they how ne- they swing. They never have anything yeah. that happens when you're 16 or right. do whatever. And Uncle Macon can just decide Turn later in on life off. that he goes, right. eh, I'm going to be good now yeah, or I think whatever. This year, this year looks good. And apparently, right. apparently, you know, he was pretty bad for quite a while. Yeah. You get, and you get that sense of it, but. and and you have no idea what happened there or or where that came from. That he just suddenly was going to be good. I don't right. know. Anyway, it's probably not ultimately that big a deal, and it's probably something that gets some explanation well, in the book. There's some, but it's it's just weird. Yeah, I I had asked a friend of mine who had read the books, and and she read them with her daughter, and they love them. They're they're right into it. They're they type that. And I didn't. I just asked if anybody had read them. I didn't seek out anybody that hated Twilight. They're right. against Twilight because Twilight's too fluffy and too you right. know, condescending and stuff. And I was like, "Well, have you guys seen this?" And they went and saw it, and they were disappointed to some extent because the book, I guess, and this was one of the reasons that I asked them when we left the movie. Well, when we were in the movie, I kept feeling that the movie was trying to do so much more than it needed to do to tell the story. Right. And what I and I knew it was based on a book, a series of books. And I thought maybe the first book is just enormous as like a primer and that to cram all of this stuff in like it doesn't have the following right, to right. command like a two film like part 1 and part 2. Right. It just always felt like there was so much stuff that was happening that was unnecessary and slowing it down versus the stuff that you really need to make this kind of film. You know, the film felt more like Lincoln to me than the craft. It was just bogged down and heavy, and all of these things happen to create this big backstory. Like, there's this enormous, well, excuse me, not enormous. There's a very noticeable part of the film that's about the Civil War. Right. And it's not because they're in the South. It's because it plays into plays into everything. Right, the exact, uh, and it's the like exact zero. plot we're in, Yeah, not... And and I'm like, okay, I guess in the book this is important. And if you're trying to satisfy – really when you make a film like this, the problem with the filmmakers are they want to make a ton of money. They want to make a series because there's already a series of books. But you know your target you audience. The book you've got to keep the book fans right. and you've got to make everything that happens in the book there. And I think in a way because you know I wasn't a fan of the books, that distanced me instead of drew me in. Right. There was so much stuff. So I asked them and they said the book is just under 600 pages. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. You know, there's a lot of stuff that that you know, another person writing this from a screenplay standpoint versus an adapted screenplay 
you know, would have cut out. Right, would have would have done differently. I guess there's a bunch of stuff in the book that they were mad about because I guess there really is a dad in the book and he's pretty important and they just kind of make them all into making. Right. Like there's all these other different figures and there's a couple other characters. And there's a bunch of stuff that didn't make it. And I thought, well, look, that's going to happen with any movie. Right. You know, you got to roll with it. But the movie for me felt like when it worked, it was interesting. It wasn't new in any way. Right. But it was, you know, it was passable. It was, it was fun. Well, but then the, it just got in its own way and slowed itself and, down. And the thing is, when we were watching the movie, I kept kind of thinking back to people who had told me that the books are pretty good. Yeah. And I kept thinking, actually, I think there really is a cool story. <clears throat> There's here. a good story there. And yeah, a, I agree. A different story, a somewhat different story that's new-ish, maybe not, you know, totally right. original or something like that, but. But a, a different kind of a spin to the whole thing that would make it interesting enough. And you know what happened is as we're watching the movie, first of all, one of the things, and not that we haven't said, you know, over and over that, you know, just movies are too long. I mean, <laughs> yeah, movies don't have – you don't have right. to go into a movie and go, look, how do I make sure it's two hours long? Right. That, you know, and, right. and what do I have to fill in? I got the impression basically that what I was watching was the director's cut. Yeah. And, me not, too. and not and not the theatrical the, release. Right. I should yeah. be like the the blue yeah. the Blu-ray of this movie should come out and have a a theatrical cut. <laughs> or something. Right. Bonus, it will. I know which chapters bonus, I'll skip over. Bonus ninety yeah. minute cut or right. something like that. <clears throat> because it was just a lot of scenes were just so long for yeah. no reason. And several scenes which I think the Main problems where this went wrong is as we made it into a movie, first mm-hmm. of all, we were trying to make it too much like Twilight. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to go, look, how can we kind of, you know, finesse what happens in the book a little bit to make it even closer to Twilight right. or something like that? Right. And the second thing is there was way too much stuff that was just trying to pander to the people who were fans of the book. Right. Because there were so many scenes, I could not even believe this as it was happening, that it kept happening so much. You expect like once or twice that you're going to have a scene (laughs) where – because this will happen some in like everything that gets transferred from a book because you do have to, to a certain extent, make the book fans happy or something. So you will always get a couple of scenes where if you haven't read the book, the scene just kind of ends and you go – why what? did I watch that? Yeah. Why did that just happen? Right. And there's really no reason for it. And it's just like the people who are fans of this book are, are going to want this scene. Mm-hmm. And even when, uh, you know, you should change the scene some. Right. Because the one scene where we have the, you know, everyone shows up to dinner. There's yeah. the, There's one scene where uh, the, the family comes together for some witch holiday or whatever. Right. And, you know, the bad cousin or whoever shows up uninvited. Right. And they have this, you know, banter back and forth. Although no one goes, get out. Right. Which I think is really weird right. because everyone in the house says, no one invited you here. Right. You're Why not are you supposed here? to be here. Right. And then everyone goes, well, sit down. Okay. <laughs> Let's eat. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's as I actually as think goes. this scene is very important for the whole film. The scene is cool. Actually. But where the scene, I think, goes wrong is that um, – and I mean like really wrong <laughs> – is when they finally get mad at each other, Yeah, they get mad at each other in a way that I bet you is cool in the book. Right. I bet that whole in the thing movie, is cool in the book. Right. It's really stupid yeah. because they both stand up. The table starts spinning around. Right. And it's like all of a sudden, you know, you're watching Scooby-Doo or something. It's like nothing is happening except that the table keeps spinning around. They're yelling. And and you're going, why am I watching this? There's something else going on in the book. Yeah, I agree. That you can't, you know, there. Right. I I don't know what they're doing, but they're they're having some mental witch battle that (laughs) – does not it's it's almost like uh you know several parts of uh David Lynch's Dune where right. if you didn't read the book don't You're bother like, whatever yeah. because stuff will just happen on the screen and you have no idea what that's supposed right. to mean right. or what relation it, it has to it doesn't else. connect yeah, right. with you because you don't have the that's book yeah. and that's how this scene felt yeah. in this because you're like 
I know if I read the book, I, this would this mean make a whole lot to of, me. Yeah. And but since I haven't, it, it right. just looks goofy. The, yeah, it spins and spins, and everything's happening, and there's a bunch of stuff to see. And then she finally, Lena just finally is like, get out! And right. then blasts her out the door, and that's it. Right. It's it's like and, it's like you made a movie, and you went, uh, you know, I don't want there to be any special effects of any kind right. unless, I, right. unless I can't avoid it. Like, right. you know, they should yeah. have some kind of battleness going on. And if you're making the movie of it, you got to translate that into yeah. moviness better. I don't know. I, I think – I do agree. I think that there's a really good, interesting story here, and I think it's a fun film too. I just don't think right. that we saw it. I think right. that there was a way to make this trimmed down. I mean – my, how many times has that happened to us in like the last yeah. six months? Well, my I mean, my feeling on this kind of thing is you've got to have a lot of, you know, you got to have a lot of stuff. If if your film or your story is a vehicle, this type of vehicle, you want it to be like a sports car. You want it to be, you know, speedy and stylish, and it can still have substance. and And it's got to actually be like kind of sharp looking, like around the corners. You don't want to have any weird like lumbering things. And instead of a sports car, this film feels a lot like a stagecoach. Right. You know, it's kind of like this spectacle to be looked at, but it's not very mobile. It's not very agile. It's not very what it should be. And as a fan of movies that are translated from books, not having read the source material, I was just kind of like bored in a lot of places. And the parts where it works... It does work, you know, like in the beginning when they're first like their rapport and their banter and stuff. I thought that all worked very well. And I thought I thought it was a a really good decision to put Jeremy Irons and and Emma Thompson, Viola Davis and, you know, all these other adults in there for it. It also felt that was frustrating when the scenes needed to do something, when the movie needs to go somewhere. The actors don't do it. You have to get the veterans in to do it. Right. It's almost like every single time something well, has to both, happen. You, both of the big stars them. are really, really new. They're yeah. they're not uh, people who've been in a lot of stuff. So, right. you know, that's just and that's gonna, okay. But they do going to be how they do fairly they well on their own. Yeah. You know, and and that's okay. I don't know if that's really the story or whether that was the movie, but it seemed like any time the story had to progress in the movie, like you brought Jeremy Irons in, or you had Emma Thompson right. come in, or Viola Davis came in, you know. And they were they were like a triumvirate of people circling around. And if you needed two of them, great. If you just needed one, right. then the story moved forward again. And then you just put the kids back together. And, and that was okay, and, but and it, it didn't it, seem like it was. Yeah, and I I think a really good example, uh, you know, like you said, it it just was kind of boring. It made me think there were actually a couple of different times because the story was kind of almost getting me. I, like, yeah, I felt like close. I felt like somewhere in here there actually is a pretty cool story. And when the movie ended, yeah, which okay now if you know if you've seen the movie, I'm not going to ruin the ending or anything. But right. the end is kind of like you know this goofy cliche, not not exactly it's, cliche, but yeah, but it's but there. it's like you know you you see it coming, mm-hmm. and then but it actually kind of happens in an interesting way. It does. It happens in a non-cliche way, <laughs> right? Like it's this, the, it's, it's the, the, the eventual thing, thing is a cliche, of, right. but the act of it is not terribly cliche. And and all it did was make me mad because it was <laughs> yeah. actually pretty cool. Yeah, you know the the very end was actually you were like kind of, you know that's mm-hmm. different and it's you, you know it's kind of cool. And the fact that it was cool just made me mad because right. it was not at the end of the movie that it should have been right. at the that end cool. of, yeah. you know. And as I'm going through the movie, I actually just kept thinking of uh, Frank Capra, who it, who said, you know, there are no rules of movie making. There are only right. sins. And right. the greatest sin is dullness. Right. And all the time that I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking, there's this cool story and mm-hmm. you are being really dull at me. Right. It, it's just right. – Moving really boringly, or whatever, you know, whatever. Well, I thought that's actually a good point. Yeah, and I, I felt like I was like kind of happy with the end, and then I thought, man, that would have been great if they could have done more of that earlier. Right. Anyway, but if, if um, there would have been, you know, there's the one part where he he goes to her house, he he gets he goes into her house because the door opens, right? And which actually was really that was a cool great scene. I thought that was because. Really cool. Because you did not expect that. Absolutely I mean, not. nobody, nobody expected that. I expected that. the outside to look just like everything else <laughs> right, you've ever right. seen, you know. And 
and so yeah. that was really cool. Then all of a sudden he just comes out, and what I thought what I thought was really funny, actually, about it is a lot of the good things that the movie did are things that it didn't do. Yeah. Like for example, he yeah. goes in, sees the house, looks around, mm-hmm. and says like, you know, are you here or right. whatever? And then he sees someone, and then he gets scared and he walks out and everything. Right. And then he actually just goes and talks to her. Right. And, and then he talks to her for a while, right? And they just like shoot the breeze, and they're very teenager. And she's yeah. like, "Just go away." And he's like, "You know, he no, says no." Yeah. And then they start talking. Right. And at no point ever in that whole exchange does he ever go, "You know, your house is like totally different <laughs> on the inside yeah. than it is on the outside." And yeah. like when he walks into the house. He, you know, he kind of looks around at it, yeah. But he doesn't go, "What the right?" You know? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and and it was so cool. That was a great moment. It was so cool that it, you know he didn't. It, wouldn't you walk right up to her and go, "What the hell's with right. your house?" Yeah. Right? No, he just starts talking to her. It's just that and, scene, and I thought that was really cool. And I thought that scene came at a really good part because it was almost it wasn't happening yet, but I was starting to get a little bored. Like it, right, it's a right. few, it's a little bit into the movie, and you're like, okay, I know the characters now, I know the setup, let's get to it. Right. And I was starting to like a little bit wane, and then it happened. And I'm like, okay, this is because I didn't know what happens in the book, and I'm like, right. all right, that was, and it was a good scene, it was a nice idea, and it was done creepy in a way. Right. And I was like, that's effective. All right, now I'm back in this. Right. Because if he walks into the house and it looks like you know the Adams family, right, house, which is what like, I thought it was like you look expect, like, right, you know. If they make the really creepy version of that, yeah, it's, that's not creepy. No, right, the, 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 and it can't that be creepy enough. Delivers nothing, right, and right. it can't be creepy enough, so it hurts itself. Right. right. I thought that was a really fun decision. That that was cool. And then you know there are a lot of other parts um, where they kind of actually play off each other, which yeah. obviously you can see this. We're working like word for word from the book a lot right. of these scenes, right? Right. But, you know, he's then going out of the house. She makes the vines come up, and, and then he's like, you know, you couldn't Wait, made, couldn't you just make a ladder? You right. You, you can make them grow. Make them grow <laughs> make ladder, ladder shape right. or whatever, right. you know? And there were a lot of cool moments like that. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, we just move on to the next point where we're like, well, the movie has to be longer. Right. So now do this. There were, there were several scenes, like I said before, um, where... It's like you watch the scene for a few minutes, and then it just ends, mm-hmm. and we move on to the next thing that actually kind of progresses the plot. Yeah, and you're just going, "What the? Why, why am I watching yeah. that?" It didn't even actually get anywhere. It's just like I feel people stopped talking at some point, and we I, moved on. Right, but it had it's, no. It's got to be hard. It's got to be hard for the source for the source material to a little bit. You know, the story basically. One of the other things that we haven't brought up is that Lena, who's the the they call them casters because they want to rebrand you know the witches just like to make it all different the <laughs> right. spell caster but the Lena's the young caster who hasn't been claimed yet and there's an interesting thing that I thought no one ever addressed anyway but it was and it was bizarre but she's got a tattoo on uh, above her thumb that is a number that counts down to the days to her birthday which I thought was really cool I love that idea I'm on right. board with it but I would love for someone to just maybe say hey how come your tattoo changes every day <laughs> right right but okay they don't and that's okay I'm I'm away from that the problem with the movie and, and I you know we'll talk I'll talk about something else and probably will too even though we're getting closer to the end because we keep talking about how it's slow Right. But the problem with the movie is they establish she's got like a hundred days away, and you've got a hundred days of stuff to fill to get her to the climax of the film, which is the interest of the audience, which is she's going to be claimed is she going to the good or the dark right and to get her to that point, what works in big films that do this like and I always bring this up, but it's an easy example, like the Harry Potter films they happen during the course of a whole school year, like there right. are lessons that are going to help them. Things that happen, adventures, all these little things. Right. Here, there's just one meandering conversation that doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you haven't read the whole book after another. And then an interesting scene, and then something else doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. And and that's hard to do because you've got all this time to establish, you know, the school year versus, you know, they mentioned that as part of your grade, you're going to have to at Christmas be part of the Civil War reenactment, which happens right. to be on her birthday. All of this stuff. All of these things combined, and we haven't even brought up the fact that one of the problems that I seem to have had with a lot of the movie was the writing. 
it, and and the source material like oh there's a curse on top of all this right you know what I mean like oh there's also witches spell casting love teenager oh we've got a curse too right like really how many other things do you, and why don't well, you have a poison totem and, and or see, here's the thing you know how many other things do you have to pile on to this to make it work see, it was interesting enough the thing that's the thing that's that weird bugged me. the thing that's weird for me about that is that I actually like the part about the curse. But yeah. not in the movie. I like it in this <laughs> theoretical way that oh. I bet it happens in the book oh, where where yeah. it kind of comes through better. Because the general theory is just that, um, you know, the forces, whatever it is, right. you know, just see your true nature. Right. And you're either dark or light. Right. right. And that wouldn't really get us anywhere because she's good. You yeah. know, we need a reason that she's going to be turned dark anyway, yeah. Yeah. even if she, even if we would, you know, I, that think yeah. that she's going to be good. Because otherwise, you just have to have somebody that is right. bad, and you're scared they're going to turn dark, right. and you're going to go, right. well, but they're bad. Well, so there's a lot of that going to work right. in the movie. There's know? a lot of themes and motifs. About... I think that it's a thing that makes sense and is actually kind of cool it's just that they don't give it to they you in the it, movie right. yeah. in any kind of, you know they give it to you in the movie in like a really kind of scooby-doo way right. i mean like right <laughs> like like her mom at the end <laughs> who's the bad the bad person is right. like you know she's that's the other thing that i thought was really weird is that they have all this power yeah but they don't do anything like, this is like film. nobody does anything like, right like her mom doesn't fight back. Right. It's just that all of a sudden she goes, "I win," I, and yeah. whatever. Right. And the way that they get this whole curse thing, and it's a little bit confusing, except that her mom, I guess, just was really, you know, pulled to the dark side or whatever, and really like yeah, you know, really Darth Vadered it and right. let herself go, and then became like so evil that you know, she could never come back or choose or anything. Yeah. Right, but I mean, she went to the dark side and wanted to, and liked it, and you know, mm-hmm. set up shop there and had a good time, right? right. But uh, you know, what was weird is that she was so into other people being on the dark side with her, mm-hmm. and I guess theoretically, this Lena, for whatever crazy reason about the solstice and the power and the whatever, she was going to be super duper powerful. Right, because she made this is the first time the claiming has happened on the height of the solstice in five or six million years, who knows? Yeah, whatever. So. And and so she was all about turning her and everything, but you know, like I said, this whole curse thing... You know, it was like her mom was like, oh, thank God we have the curse because, yeah, right. because right. I really want her to turn dark and everything. <laughs> yeah. And it just the way that it comes together in the movie, especially when we're trying to fill this movie and make it two hours, mm-hmm. but we're filling it with the wrong stuff. Right. I mean, we're yeah. filling it with stuff that just, you know, almost like makes it take longer for the sake of taking longer, Yeah. but doesn't explain anything or move anyone along or or do anything. And so then by the time you get to, first of all, like I said, Emma Thompson acts really silly and, and like cornball almost yeah. with her, you I know, she was having fun. I thought, I, I thought she was I, the only one I, besides I think, Jeremy Irons. Who I think like she, she was, having I think fun. she was having fun too, but yeah. I think that the way that she's making the character and the way that we're getting all these parts of the story is that you know what when you finally get to the end of her character and her you know yeah. goofiness, it's almost like you know you expected I had gotten away with it too right, if it wasn't yeah. for those meddling right. kids you know I mean it's just it just seemed weird. I thought it, I thought the the scene in the church which I thought was really fun and really interesting and really well done from both Jeremy Irons and Emma Thompson. I thought the way I was watching her perform it was more like like when you're on the dark side of stuff. You know, if you give in, if you're claimed for the dark, it, it takes over you and you are crazy and you are fluid. And her emotions go from sinister to meanfully playful to childish to bratty, you know. And I kind of thought that that's what I, being in the dark so long did I, to you. And I, I, thought, I thought agree, it really well. actually, with like, you know, like I tried to say, I agree with the way it was meant to be played. Right. It just didn't come out I just that don't way. think yeah. she played it that well I, uh, it, yeah. in that way. And I'm sure other people will disagree no, with I mean, me. I think it's either you uh, like her or you don't there, and, and I, I like that. So. Right. I just, I just think, you know, somebody else 
would have, I don't know, pulled that they were. off together. You know, it's almost like, it's almost like who she's trying to be is like, uh, you know, Bellatrix. Right. Lestrange, really. Actually, and that's exactly Helena what Bonham I Carter. Right. And she does it way better. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's kind of the same thing where yeah. where one minute she's being really mean and nasty and evil, mm-hmm. and the next minute she's like a four-year-old. Right, a, having a tantrum almost. Right. right. Yeah. And and I don't know. She she pulled that <laughs> off better than I think right. Emma Thompson did. There were a couple of things that were actually funny. I mean, we both went to school and graduated college with the same kind of degree. So it, it was really – I almost tapped you because – this is the most weird thing, but I was just thinking about it. The book centers in some way around no, – no, that's not the right way to say it. The book focuses To Kill a Mockingbird at one point. Right. Did you notice how big those copies of To Kill a Mockingbird yes, are? Yes, I it thought looked that like was great, awesome. It looked like great expectations. I'm <laughs> right. doing like a four-inch thing. I'm thinking To Kill well, a Mockingbird. I haven't seen a copy of it. book ever. I know. I haven't seen a copy of To Kill a Mockingbird in a long time. I have my own copy, and it is like – 200 pages at right. most. It is a really This must thin be book. coming with huge things now because when they held that up, I was like, now wait a minute. The, I love To Kill a Mockingbird. It's one of my favorite films, uh, one of my favorite books, and I know how big it is, and that right. is No To Kill a Mockingbird. It, it was actually So funny. maybe they package these different. Because you're an English major. I was like, dude, is that like To Kill a Mockingbird? Yeah, You've ever it's seen? like the Norton Anthology. It's amazing. It's got to have with, like five things right. in it. But, it was funny when, um, she, when she holds it up when the. Uh, I don't remember her name, but the the, the girl for the, the evil, the main the mean girl, goody two mean shoes, girl. mean girl. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, when yeah. she, because uh, they they kind of show it a lot. They do, but they it's, just show like the front of the cover mostly. Emily, and you don't really get the full effect. But right. then when she holds it up and goes, my my mom says I shouldn't read this <laughs> and it should be banned. Right, and all of a sudden she's like, boom, right, and it's like yep. this big giant book. You're like. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I just, that was one quick thing that I was meaning to tell you and I forgot to tell you. You know, there's another thing that they just miss here. Like what you were just saying, um, you know, they were packing it with all the wrong stuff. If you're going to have a supernatural love story set in the deep south, you know, when you've got all these amazing, and, and the the making house is actually interesting with the, the gate, which is on all the posters and the house, which is really interesting and creepy. They didn't really have any atmosphere to this movie at all. Right. Like the only atmosphere I ever felt was when he was at the gate or looking at the outside of the house when there were vines. And I thought one of the and things that was really then, missing, not, really so not a whole lot, yeah. one of the things that I thought it truly missed was atmosphere. And then I started noticing, like, what else is missing? And there was magic. Like, this is a story about witches. But it doesn't and look there's, magic. There's, like, or, no magic yeah. in the movie. I mean, there's the climax has a little magic. There's a moment where she cha- where Seraphine chases Ethan and she's got like some brownies and she does a little weird magic in the spinning dinner scene. But there's really no magic in this movie of right. witches. This, and it was really weird. Like it could have benefited more from <laughs> some of that instead of I'm just going to show up and talk to you in the backyard for 40 more minutes. Right. And, and all, it was weird. I thought that was such a mistake. I actually thought there was a, a lot of this that, you know, <clears throat> this uh, this just came down to directing, I think. Maybe, yeah. Many parts of how we're trying to sell stuff and what kind of mood and feeling we're trying to make and everything. Yeah. And and one of the points, like you said, when he – even though when he goes up to that gate, which is like supposed to be creepy and stuff. Right. And then there's this part where he like tries to walk through the gate and walk down the road. Right. And then it's you know magic and he doesn't actually get there. Right. Which that was actually kind of cool yeah. the way that happened. But at the same time, I felt like, you know, we're just in like a lot somewhere. Right. I'm not really – I don't feel it. There, right? Yeah, you, I don't you, feel you it don't at all. You don't really feel it. Right. And then it got really even worse because um, the movie just is not like trying to sell its location or mood or yeah. or the feeling of the place. And the worst part for me was Viola Davis gets in this boat, starts driving through the swamp, and you're <laughs> yeah, going, she is so not. Right. She's Such a Disneyland yeah. on the yeah. Jungle Cruise right. or it something. It didn't look like anything it like that. It did not yeah. feel like anything. It's like you see the trees hanging down, and yeah. you see her on the little boat and everything, and you're going, what? Out of all the adults, and, and there were parts where I didn't like Jeremy Irons so much, and there were parts where I understand not liking Emma Thompson. Viola Davis has the most important part in the heart of the movie. And I'm not going to ruin what happens, but you see, she doesn't say a word. She looks at Ethan after a decision has been made. 
and she recognizes oh, yeah. everything God, that has happened. That was great. And in 15 seconds, she puts the gravity of the entire emotional basis of the film right on her shoulders and walks right, with it. Right. And it was awesome. Right. And it was it was totally frigging <laughs> awesome because you you realize then what we realize as the audience, but you see it through the emotion. And she carries every second and of it, she man. Does it, it was awesome. it was really yeah. amazing. It, that was really cool. And you know, like, that was another weird redemptive part of the film when it was stumbling. Like, and I'm like, God, make more of this. Like you were, like you were amazing. saying, you know, we're going to get the director's cut because I know what chapters I'll be skipping. I'll, I'll pop over. But if you it's want, like yeah. you know, we've got the part where they're talking and he goes into the house and sees the house for the first time and then right. they talk, which was is like a great scene. Yep. And there are a couple of other scenes here and there where. You know when when they're alone talking to each other, most of that is really it, pretty solid. Yeah, it's actually stuff. really good. Yeah. Then we get to when Viola Davis actually gets off the boat where she's going, and right. there's Jeremy Irons. Right, that's a cool scene. Yep. It it doesn't look the way I want it to. Yeah, I, yeah, but, I agree. But it's a cool scene that happens. Yeah, and then and then you've got the great stuff at the end, like parts like that. Yep. And then you've got like half an hour of like looking at a book. Yeah. In a movie. Yeah. There, there is literally mm-hmm. close to a half an hour of this movie <laughs> yeah. is a girl looking at a book. Yeah. That's what we're watching right. happen. Right. And when you've got all this stuff around it, it's like how how is this possible? Right. There's like two different people making half of yeah. this movie and the one half is crazy. Right. And the one half is <laughs> yeah. all is all really yeah. pretty cool stuff. I don't know. In the end, man, I'm worried it, it, about the story. Tough. I'm worried about the story in a little in a little degree. I don't know that this is going to be super big, and I don't know if it's going to mean they're going to get sequels. I know there are no actually. Four or five. Actually, it's horrible, and that was the thing that I was <laughs> that was the thing I was going to mention. Yeah, because we were kind of going back and forth this week on will we see Die Hard? Right? Will, will we see this? And we were like. Ah, maybe we should see Die Hard because it's going to be the biggest thing. Right. But I don't know. The critics are destroying it, and and we're you know I don't want to see Safe Haven or right. whatever the hell that movie right. is. And 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 then it was like Ah, Beautiful Creatures is like kind of the alternative yeah. date movie. Maybe it seemed like a perfect it Valentine's was film. Sixth over the weekend. Whoa. Beautiful Creatures was sixth. Well, there's, there's Warm a, Bodies even beat it, and then I'm not surprised at that. The and, word on Warm Bodies is going around; everyone knows it's fun, right? And it's interesting. But so. the thing that I thought really, you know, I, this is such a crazy time right now. Yeah, is that the way the box office went this week? Oh, wow. And and we got to wrap up and like give our ratings and everything right. like that. But you've got a Good Day to Die Hard, Identity Thief, Safe Haven, wow. Escape from Planet Earth, which is not right. doing that well, Warm Bodies, and then Beautiful Creatures. And if you go on like the Rotten Tomatoes, you know, freshness meter, the weekend that you have right now is first is like 16% fresh, then 24% fresh, Safe Haven is 12% fresh, and Escape from Planet Earth, I'm kind of surprised, is only 30% fresh. Then you have to get to the fifth movie to even get to get warm bodies to get into a positive realm, which is 78, and Beautiful Creatures at 44, which is actually. Not too bad for that's not creatures. bad, right? But I mean, you Maybe got something. you've got four and Escape from Planet Earth kind of doesn't count because it's like right in a way it's like you know it's the kid movie it doesn't necessarily matter what its rating is, but you've got to go to the you know not counting Escape from Planet Earth if we remove that you've got to go to the fourth most popular right. movie which has been out for a while yeah, yeah. to find something that beats 25% fresh. Yeah. I mean that yeah, is that's messed up. That is horrible. But Beautiful Creatures wow. only did 7 and a half million over the weekend. That's rough. That is real that is uh for a holiday film that's basically set up like that what is, it is. That, that is, is not rough. paying its bills. Yeah. All right. Well Okay. Wow, that all right. That, that sounds was, like the Starship that was tremendously yeah, loud. I love it. Um, so yeah, we, we can get out of here in a minute. Yeah, we got to wrap up and get out of here. And uh, you know, thanks for tuning in and yeah. everything. I'm really kind of at like two. Yeah, it's it. It just had too many things that irritated me. Yeah. And uh, I think like somehow the microphones are picking up like the baby monitor That's or something. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, I feel like it, it just didn't even quite get to average, and I so wanted it to, yeah. and it should have, 
Yeah. And it should have done a lot of stuff better. But at the same time, you know, it's it's kind of fun. I it for it's the for the right too. person Damn, I, I would be yeah. able to recommend it. Yeah. But I felt the same way. I just I felt that it it had more weaknesses than strengths and in the end the weaknesses kind of drug it down instead of lifted it up. Yeah, Every once in a definitely. while a film will pull itself up and you can be like, Well, it was three. It was a little bit better than average. But right. this on the other side, a little bit a little bit less than than average. So it's two. Right. You know, that's that's all right. Pretty cool. Well, so that right. was a that was a fun week. I am not sure what's going to happen next week, so we we'll will have to we will have to keep but... people posted. Yeah. But uh, check com yeah. and make sure you enter to win all the movies we review, and we will see you next week. See ya. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.